Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. On the 50 yard line podcast, uh, where we talk about how the local high school scene panned out last week and take a look at what's happen, happening in the, in the week to come. Uh, last week, we had a pretty good game between Savannah Country Day and Savannah Christian as the host Hornets came out on top in a 31 to 24 overtime victory. Savannah Country Day improved to three and seven on the year and earned the number two seed out of Region 3A Private. It was a it was a great night for court, senior quarterback Barry Kleinpeter, who also plays all over the field for the for the Hornets. In the first half, the weather conditions were just horrible. It was raining, super cold in the 40s, and made passing near impossible. Kleinpeter had just eight yards through the air in the first half. It dried up a little bit after intermission, and with the game on the line, Kleinpeter came to life. He finished seven of eight passing for 154 yards with touchdown passes of 51 and 55 yards to his classmate Alex Wynn and a 17-yarder in overtime to Keith James that proved to be the game-winning touchdown. Then Clyde Peter moved the linebacker in OT and closed out the game by picking up a pass in the end zone to seal the deal in the 31-24 win. Carter Allen of Savannah Christian led the Raiders with 140 yards and a pair of touchdowns on 26 carries. Now what's next here for Country Day, they're going to host Stratford Saturday at 6 p.m. All the Class A private, all the Class A teams in the state are playing on Saturday in, in this first round of the playoffs because of a shortage of officials. But uh, Country Day had played Stratford on the road back in September and lost 27 to 20. So this this should be a good matchup here. Savannah Christian is the number three seed coming out of Region 3A private, and they'll be on the road to face Tattle Square Saturday at 6 p.m. Then we had Calvary going on the road to win that Region 3A private uh, region crown on last Friday. The Cavs improved to 10-0 on the season and are currently ranked number two among Class A private schools in the state by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Calgary rolled to a 44-0 win up in Augusta. A.J. Butts, the linebacker slash running back, got the party started with a pick six for the Cavs. And freshman Donovan Johnson continued his excellent season, rushing for 119 yards and a touchdown on just seven carries. He now has 1,093 yards on the year and leads the greater Savannah area in yards, I believe. Sophomore quarterback Jake Merklinger was 12 of 17 for 214 yards with touchdown passes to DeAndre Singleton, Michael Smith, and Dupa Coleman. It was a busy weekend for Merklinger. A Saturday, he made an appearance in South Bend, Indiana to see Notre Dame beat Navy, taking an unofficial visit up to, up to Notre Dame there. 
the sophomore already has offers from Michigan State and Cincinnati, and many more are on the horizon for the talented signal caller. The Calvary Day defense pitched another shutout, allowing just 8.9, and they allowed just 8.9 points per game. The unit is led by uh, defensive tackle Terry Simmons, Butts, linebacker Troy Ford, the junior whose offers include Notre Dame, Auburn, Georgia Tech, and defensive back Juwan Johnson. Calvary Day is set to host Mount the Sales on Saturday. That's going to be a matinee, 1 o'clock start for that one. Then over in the public school side, we had Johnson roll into a 38-0 win over Beach to clinch the number three seed in Region 3-3A. Junior Amarian Scott led the offense. He had 19 carries for 180 yards with three touchdowns, including a 42-yard run. Ted Hurst and Derek Brantley had interceptions to help that defense to the shutout over Beach. Now Johnson will be on the road to face Appling County, 9-1. Appling lost its first game of the season in a 20-0 setback versus Pierce County last week in the region title game. The Johnson game in Appling is set for 7.30 p.m. kickoff on Friday night. And then here, here are some of the other teams that will be hosting playoff games. We got Benedictine, eight and two, who had a bye last week. The cadets ranked number two among class four A teams in the state. Host Thomas County Central Friday night at 7:30 Memorial Stadium. And Jenkins, which beat New Hampshire two weeks ago to clinch that number two seed in Region Three Four A, host Doherty at Pooler Stadium Friday night at 7.30. Now, before we get to our on the 50-yard line interview with beach coach Michael Thompson, just wanted to give us a little little plug here for uh, the product we're putting out at spandinow.com. If you want to know what's going on with the Georgia Southern football team, read the latest on the, the Eagles hiring of Clay Helton, or to catch up on the Savannah State team, which had a crazy night last week, switching venues from Savannah State to Memorial Day, coming out with a shutout win over Edward Waters. Well, Nathan Dominus is a man to to follow on Twitter and at savannahnow.com because he covers both those teams very well. If you want to find out what the latest is on the high school scene, from everything from football to cross country, you want to come to savannahnow.com for that coverage. If you aren't already a subscriber, now is the best time to try us out. You can get a full access to our digital content for just a dollar a month for the next six months. Go to savannahnow.com forward slash subscribe now to sign up. And now here's the On the 50 Yard Line broadcast uh, interview that we did with Michael Thompson on Thursday of last week before, uh, before the Bulldogs faced Johnson. Thompson is in his first year coaching the Bulldogs and is looking to uh, to get the, the program going in the right direction as a third coach there in the last three years. So here's Michael Thompson on what he had to say about the Bulldogs season. Dennis Knight, and, and we're here with uh, Michael Thompson, the beach coach for this week's edition of On the 50-Yard Line. Uh, coach Thompson is 39 years old. This is his first year coaching at beach. He had a long stint over at Memorial Day where they won uh, six Giza state titles and a Correct. couple in basketball also, too. Correct, yes. And he's taken over uh, after Corey Phillips last year 
had a stroke. He's still recovering from. So this is Coach Thompson's first year with the Bulldogs. They're two and seven and coming into a game with Johnson, the final game of the regular season where they can clinch a playoff berth with a win. Coach, you're the you're the third coach in the last three year, years here at Beach. What's been the biggest challenge taking over the program? Well, I'd say the biggest challenge is getting these guys back acclimated to being in the school and understanding that we want them to do well on and off the field. Uh, just taking the consideration that these guys are, some of these guys wasn't in person for the past, especially our younger group, group wasn't in um, school for the past uh two years so we're just trying to get them acclimated to being in person understand the rules and regulations of what we can do on and off the field okay what's impressed you most about the way the team has improved throughout the year looks like you guys have been getting better lately yeah we, we're getting better the understanding that uh the, the passion that the coaching staff have just buying into what we are trying to teach them in the starting each week at practice and just getting them to understand that football, there are three phases of the game. We just got to compete in four quarters. Well, last week, even though it was a loss, might have been your best performance of the year. It was a 32-26 to 26 loss on the road to region champion Liberty County. Uh, who came through and, and played well for you in that game? What was? What I think uh, I think I was more impressed with uh, Jakari Brown. He had an interception, a key interception late in the game to, to put us down by six, and um, he also had a key touchdown in the in the, uh, the beginning of the fourth quarter. But he's been uh, very productive for us, and also uh, our defense. Uh, I think our defense has been playing lights out. We just have these minor mistakes that we got to capitalize on and make sure we eliminate them. And we basically. We have been in um, in all the games we have played this year, but it's just our minor mistake that we've been making. Okay, so you got Johnson Friday night at Memorial. This is kind of a natural rivalry, and there's a lot at stake here because if you beat Johnson, you can get sneak into the playoffs as a four seed, I guess, right? Correct. Uh, what do you expect in this game from Johnson and what you've seen on film and maybe in person of them this year? Well, I, I think the coach is doing an excellent job. Um, the first year I was here at uh, Beach High School, he just was taking over, and then I, we had some conversations over the phone, and I, and I told him you could definitely see the difference. Um, but our guys got to understand that um, they are already sit in position to clinch the playoffs, but we just got to go out there and give it our all and just make sure we do – on our, um, we do what we expect them to do on the field Friday night. I mean, they're going to be fast, physical. Uh, they're going to have a very great uh, offensive scheme. So we just got to make sure we, we continue doing what we need to do. Okay, one more bonus question that's kind of away from high school sports this, this week. Uh, you're a proud Georgia Southern alum, played for the Eagles. Uh, what do you think about the announcing the announcement of Clay Helton as the new coach at Georgia Southern? You know, I think he's going to bring a different offense, which, you know, a lot of people is not going to be used to, especially people in Statesboro. But, you know, it's, you know, as we move forward in time, time football is changing. You know, it's going to also help with recruits as well because you're going to get more of the spread, so you're going to get more of the spread athletes that's coming Skill around. athletes. So I think that's going to open up. And then from him coming from the West Coast, he's going to bring those different type of athletes down to Statesboro. Okay, Coach. Thanks a lot and good luck Friday. All right. Thank you, guys. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. 
Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.